Welcome, everyone, to Music Junkies, a podcast about people sharing extraordinary stories about how music has impacted their lives. Welcome, everyone, to Music Junkies. I'm your host, Annette Smith. And today's guest, I'm excited about this, right? I was outside at a friend's party. Me and my husband, I swear to God, Pink was coming to the party. I swear to God, (laughs) right? I was like, this is really fucked up. That is Pink. That's no word of a lie. I thought it was Pink. But this guest considers music her best friend, right? It's uplifted her, inspired her, made her laugh, cry, feel less alone like music does always to all so many of us she's always wanted to be a singer she has a look and I love that she says singing fills her soul so please help me welcome Jolene Gilmore to the show well hello Annette thanks for having me on (laughs) I really really appreciate it I had so much fun with you at the party that night I know we had a blast oh my god singing and dancing and I just love uh I love times like that you can just let loose and you know you're you're around so such good people and I mean the conversation around the music stuff was just amazing I love having connections like that because I just feel like it's on a different level right I feel like our world is so superficial where it's like hi how are you but you don't really want to know how that person really is it's just like it's like a habit you just say to somebody hey how's it going And then they say, good. And then it's up to you to like, really want to dissect that or not dissect that. And you go, okay, good. Have a good day. Right. Our world is so full of that. And I feel like music totally brings it out. If people allow it, right. Sometimes people just listen to music and they're just kind of sitting there. Other people get right into it. And I love that we were able to get right into it. It's crazy. There's lots of people there and you could kind of see like, you know, maybe 20%. We're kind of getting right into it. And the other ones were like, they were still into it, but not really into it. To me, it's interesting to watch. It is. And, you know, I feel like I was just born into music, actually, to tell you the truth. Like, I'd sing in my living room when I was little, um, you know, wanted a guitar. I mean, that's, that's just what I did. So it's always been a very integral part of my beingness and, probably the happiest I am is is when I'm singing or listening to music or sharing music with other other people I love it so what was your experience putting your playlist together for me today oh my god Annette oh my god (laughs) do you know how hard it was for me to distill it to 15 songs I bet it would be hard I mean my whole my whole life has been mapped by music and it's so diverse which it which is also the thing I had to kind of pick a streamline of experience and and memories and everything to you know kind of go with that because otherwise I'm all over the all over the place like I'm like you know Nirvana Pearl Jam but I love country and I love you know all these things and it was just I had to really pick the ones that had the most meaning to me over the course of I guess my uh you know, younger years, but also through my teenage years. And then, you know, what I remember most and my brother's been been a big part of that as well, because he's seven years younger than me. And he always reminds me of the songs that he's influenced by because of what I, you know, played for him when we were growing up. Yeah. 
It's interesting because you can go and pick a song. You're like, oh, I love this song. And this is why, because it brings up this memory. But that song can take you down a rabbit hole that you're like, oh my God, am I ever going to get out of my teen years in this playlist? Yeah. It's yeah, it's, it's true. Interesting. Very it's, true. It's crazy to see how much influence that 11 to call it 17 years old was on who most people are today their music how they act their clothes they wear the you know their friends it's crazy yeah I mean it's really probably probably been everything for me music when there was no one else yeah it's how we kind of see it um you know it was the it was the stuff that made me feel not alone I love it. Well, let's get to it. Let's start with your first song. You ready? Okay. Yeah, you bet. You fill up my senses like night in a forest. Right, John Denver. Who doesn't love John Denver? You know, it's just so pure. Yeah. And I, I was really lucky to have parents that were uh, musical in terms of listening to a lot of different varieties of songs. And so we had music in our house all the time. And I think I, you know, I drove that too, because I, you know, I wanted to be singing in the living room and that was probably entertaining for them and the family and stuff like that. But um, when I listen to that song, it's just, just opens my heart up and, Um, I feel warm because it it does remind me strongly of, you know, those good memories of childhood. When you think back to kind of your mom and your dad, what are some lessons that they taught you now that you're older? Both of my parents were poets. Oh. Both of my parents wrote a lot. And so I was really strongly influenced by that. And, you know, that that's what sort of started me on my songwriter one second journey yeah um so when I wrote music myself it wasn't uh sometimes I hear the melody but it was it was starting with lyrics I'm a very lyrical person I love listening to you know the meaning behind it um I just remember feeling you know a lot of joy and and just looking at them and you know we're singing and there's music in the car and eight tracks like that's aging me a little bit but <laughs> um it was ha- those were ha- really happy times and I feel like in this world where you know there's a lot of uncertainties you know it's nice to be able to have a moment of presence with that kind of you know power and um heart and I mean it's just you know John Denver was just such a beautiful soul I think he left the earth too soon yeah sounds like you grew up in a very loving family I did and you know we had our struggles um my mom was in a wheelchair she had muscular dystrophy so you know there were some challenges with that but I feel overall as a family we did really well to navigate that and uh you know my mom was very instrumental in like, you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Powerful woman. So on measure. Like so, her whole entire life growing up, she was in a wheelchair. You never seen her yeah. anything else. Wow. No. So, you know, Hey, I mean, 
everyone has their things, but I, I guess, uh, you know, sometimes you just appreciate things differently when there's those, there's those challenges, right. In the present moment. So, yeah. and we shared that as a family, we all did. We love music and my family on the outside of that, on my dad's side is very musical as well. There's a few singers and musicians in my family. I love it. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I always find it so interesting. The people that exposed is the wrong word, but have grown up with somebody, you know, with, um, you know, down syndrome or, you know, been in a wheelchair, those types of people, I feel like are like so humble, like it blows me away. Like I always say to myself, I, you know, I'm not like a massive God believer, but I do believe that, um, you were dealt with what you can deal with. Yeah. I'm a huge believer in that. And I feel like when I look at the people that have that in their life, because I always say, I don't know how the hell I would deal with that. Like, I don't know where to even start. I feel like I don't have the patience. I feel like I like I couldn't sit still for that long. Like I'd be like, ah, but yet so many people I know um, are like have that in their life. So I get exposed to that. And it's almost like, it's to show me that, okay, yes, this isn't in your life, but you could deal with it. And if you had to go and deal with it, but it's amazing how I, I get, like, I have a really good friend who has, you know, a, a daughter that's older that, you know, has some serious mental illness. And I'm just like, sometimes I don't know how to deal with it. And she's just so calm all the time. And I'm just like, how do you do it? Like, Mm-hmm. it's it's amazing right I, yeah, I, it, I it really is that. I mean yeah I completely agree and you know you probably would have had to grow grow up a little quicker do you know what quick. I because you probably had to help yeah yeah there's a lot of I mean I to tell you the truth I mean I even at three I feel like I was very in tune to you know what responsibility looked like and what adult conversation was like and um, in some ways I was, I think I was different that way, unique yeah. in that way. Um, and I think that's why I, I resonate so much with, with music because, you know, I, I wanted to understand what people were going through and what they were talking about and their experience. And, you know, that's what I love. I love learning about people. And when my husband and I first met, I mean, he loves melody and he loves the music, but it's really me that you know, spoke to him about the lyrics of things and what they potentially could be talking about. I mean, I don't know. It's their experience, but um, it just was always very intriguing to me. You know, like, I wonder what they're going through. I wonder what's going on in their life. Why did they write this song? What what are they talking about? Yeah. So I'm reading the Madonna book right now. And it's how is it? It's really cool. And the reason why it's really cool is that like, yes, it's about her, but this writer is kind of pulling things out in the time. Like, you know, when she, when she went to New York, that was the time of like son of Sam. And so it's like pulling out all these kind of crazy events that were going on, not just her entering New York, but also what was going on in New York, the riots and all this kind of stuff. So her writing is really cool because it pulls all of this. And then anybody that she met along the way, it's kind of pulling their background and what they kind of did. So mm-hmm. it's really, really interesting. Like I'm only up to the part where she, you know, is starting to become a little bit 
famous and they've just put out holiday and, and, and stuff like that. But she was a freaking grinder. I did not know that. Uh, I knew that she was a grinder, but I didn't realize how much suffering she had to go through mm-hmm. before she actually, you know, made it like the crazy stories and the shit and, the and not wavering, not wavering this. Like, if you're going to work with me, this is what we're going to do. If you don't like it, I don't care. Like putting her yeah. career on the line with producers, like people that could take her to the promised land. And they just really thought that that was, they've never experienced that with another artist for one. Cause they're like, we're producing you. We're going to, and she's like, no, if, if we don't agree, we're not working together. So to be like that cutthroat at such a young age with no like backing behind you, just that determination that you're, she'd say to everybody, I'm going to be a star. So whether you want to come or not, I don't really care. Yeah. I mean, she was very influential. I remember looking back and thinking, wow, like I loved her music. I mean, you know, I'm a child of the eighties for sure. And um, to have, you know, women in those kind of situations and as role models, I mean, um, and just doing her own thing. And I mean, some of it I've kind of gone, wow. And some of it I've gone very inspirational and, you know, it's, uh, but to know, to know you and to have be that purposeful yeah. is, you know, it's very impressive. It is. It, it, it uh, makes me look at her differently because I didn't really know too much of her background. Um, but it makes me look at her in a totally different light, just like in the first 90 pages where I was like, Hmm, that's really interesting. I admire mm-hmm. you, even though you're kind of going great, like really off the rockers right now, but I still admire you. <laughs> that's true. Did you ever read <laughs> the Vanilla Ice uh, book she put out? No. You don't remember that one? No. I can't remember when it was released, probably the 90s, because I think that's when he was uh, kind of in his thing. But they put out a like provocative um, <clears throat> photo book. Oh yeah. And she was remember like, that? you see, yes, I do remember that. I think like only a thousand were printed or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I remember wanting one of those books. My parents were like, what the, we're not going to buy you. Yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing? We're yeah. not going to buy you Playgirl. Like what the <laughs> hell's going on? <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love it. All right. Next song. <laughs> Saw your picture on a poster. Now we're getting into some country. Yeah, you know, and I have a lot of country influence. Like when I when I look at myself now, like I, you know, I mean, I had a band that w- I was doing, you know, electronic dance, you know, '90s kind of stuff. I love all that music as well. But in my early years, country was very influential, and um, this was an album, Dan Seals. Um probably was very comforting for us after my mom passed away. And this is a song that my brother and my dad and I listened to a lot. And I think the message is really, really good. I mean, it's everything that glitters is not gold. So it may look nice on the outside, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it is. And I think, you know, it's important to realize that when you follow your own heart and purpose and your own style, I'll even say that's going to come through in the end. 
you know, like, I mean, I appreciate your comments at the beginning with pink and stuff. And I resonate with pink so much. And, um, when I first did this haircut, it was a very big shocker for a lot of people. Right. Um, and I did it through COVID because I thought, you know, if I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do it. And then I have like a little bit of, you know, leeway. I don't have to be necessarily in public or going to a job and, and doing all that. Um, but here's the thing, like, I just want to be authentically me. Yeah. And I want people to feel that and realize it. And, you know, that's what this song really actually means to me. It's just about like being authentic and, and having those high, you know, standards and what's important and recognizing that. And, and also standing behind that, you know, come hell or high water, like, and so I feel like it's taken me a while here, here I am 51, but I feel like right now, this is the genuine, you know, Joelle, that's who you're going to get. And uh, that's really refreshing. Yeah, I bet. And yeah. I feel like it comes with age because I feel like I'm at this really weird center time as well, where I'm just kind of done with the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm just kind exactly. of looking at stuff and I'm like, you know what? I just don't, I've always been able just to kind of wake up one day and just be like, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. So I'm going to weave yeah. these people out of my life. Um, I don't know if that's a good quality or a bad quality. Right. Cause lots of times in my life, I've been alone, but it's like for good reason to not have these types of people in my life. And so I've been very easy to go and do that but quick to make those judgments sometimes at a, at all and then I second guess myself but later on I see that it was probably the best move and now yeah. I feel like I'm going through that again where it's yeah like, I think it I think it it goes through all the all the years to tell you the truth yeah. and you know who who are we fucking trying to impress I don't know <laughs> you know like because and who the fuck not- are they like who are they <laughs> Who are they? Yeah, that's a good question. People down. Where are they? (laughs) I think if we're if we're not living, you know, our best self, maybe people aren't going to understand that. They some don't. I mean, let's be honest, they don't. But um, at least now I can say, you know, I'm true to myself. I'm true to my vision. Um, You know, I'm the person that, you know. I want people to say that at the end of the day, I knew who she was. I mean, uh, yeah, maybe she was eccentric. Maybe she did these things. We didn't really understand that, you know, the whole, you know, music sports and, and all of the other stuff, but um, it's still me. And I know on some level that when we do that, when we have the courage to step into ourselves, like you said, Annette, yeah, you know, then there's impact because it shines light on, you know, the area that people can step into their own, self and i think honestly the world would be a better place if we weren't trying to figure out you know who we need to impress and what we need to do and if we can just say it like everyone's so sensitive right now i know it drives me crazy it drives me because i don't have a filter so i'm like i don't know why why you're like why are you crying i don't know what's happening what did i say yeah I, i didn't mean it like that yeah. Right. So for me, it's so bizarre because I'm just like, I don't, I just don't get caught up in that stuff. And I don't take, it's like, everything is taken so personally. It's like, oh, it's like, well, that's yeah. not really what I meant. And if I did, then 
Like, why do we have to say, like, there's this apologies for like everything. Yeah. Like I'm done apologizing. Cause yeah. we get like, as women, we get in that, not that habit where it's like, Oh, sorry. What the, no, you're, why are you sorry? You're standing sorry for in my way. Get yeah. the fuck out of my way. Why do I have yeah. to say, excuse me? Sorry. No fucking move. You're in my way. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's why we connected so well in it. <laughs> right. Drives me crazy. I want you to tell, um, the story, how your, your mom came up with your name. Yeah. So it's, it's very interesting. And I think, I don't know, are you, are you a past life person or? Yeah, I totally think that Okay, for sure. I don't know, you know, if I'm right or wrong, but uh, I do feel connected to that part. But when my mom was pregnant, she was watching a, a television program and there was a singer on there. Um, our background is actually French and it was a French singer and her name was Joelle. And she just thought right away. Okay. If she's a girl, that's going to be, you know, that's going to be her name. And I think it's just kind of ironic that, you know, I happened to be born and came out and and that's what I wanted to do was sing, you know, first and foremost, like that, you know, that would have been what I said as a young kid, you know, what do you want to do? I want to be on stage. I want to sing. I want to perform. Yeah. I want to sing. And, you know, then secondly, I wanted to be an NHL hockey player, but you know, <laughs> that's another story. You need a penis. <laughs> exactly. Don't have one of those. So, um, yeah, but I mean, I think how did, how did that, how did that work? And at the time, I mean, I'm going to tell you something. I've been a kid that's been like somewhat traumatized by having that name because I wanted to be the kid that you could go to the store in wherever, and you could get the fridge magnet that said, you know, the name. Right. <laughs> Right. And I mean, my name was never, ever out there. Me neither. No. So um, I think for a while I resented the name. You know, I wanted something that was a little bit more knowable or yeah, recognizable. But, you know, now I'm really glad that that I have this name and I, I feel really privileged to have something unique. Yeah, I love that. I do too, because I feel like then we can be stars, right? Mm -hmm. We can have the, the the share, the Madonna, the net, right? It's exactly. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not over, girl. Day's not over. Not over yet. Nope. All right, let's go. Next song. I hear you talking everywhere. Words on the loudspeakers hanging in the air. Everywhere. Rodeo, right? Again, I think one of one of those kind of bands that I don't think gets very much playtime. Need more playtime. You know, I'm a huge fan of Canadian artists and music. I always have been. I've gone to concerts since I was like six or seven years old. Um, I've probably seen Blue Rodeo, God, twelve times. Wow. Yeah, absolutely love them. Um, I love, again, the lyrics, you know, the, the depth of the song. I mean, I think Jim Cuddy is an exceptional, uh, vocalist, um, always touched me really deeply, you know, going to, going to see them and, um, different venues, like, you know, inside venues, outside venues, uh, one of my, well, when I made money 
you know, I say, I would say for concerts and my parents were really good at that. They let me go to concert concerts at an early age, like, yeah, you know, probably when we shouldn't have been going, like my, you know, best friend and I, Allie, we went to uh, Corey Hart uh, in excess. And I mean, th- those were at the Saddle Dome, right? But we were, we were young still. And I think back to that. And I think nowadays, like we had a lot more freedom and, you know, <laughs> range because our parents didn't come with us. Like they let us go to it. Yeah. Um, but Blue Rodeo, like it, it's just, you know, it's got that thing, right? It's like, it's got the country thing, but it's still got, you know, a little bit of movement to it, I guess. Like, and yeah, I've just always, I've always loved them. I've always sang it. Uh, it's always been probably one of my top 10 that's been in my, you know, iPod or before on my CDs or cassettes. And you remember uh, the first tape you ever bought? Well, you know, the funny thing about that is that I remember my first album. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Right? So, I mean, it, and it was very odd. Like, it was like um, Glenn Campbell. And then it was like, okay, let's do U2 War. <laughs> and then I had Bobby Brown. Um, so, I was, I was really all over the place. Whitney Houston, you know, just... <clears throat> I loved all, all forms for a lot of different reasons. Um, I love harmonies. That's why I love Blue Rodeo as well. I think they do really great harmonies. Um, I love listening to the Commodores based on that too, just because, you know, Lionel Richie and and they just hit it, right? I think that's just a beautiful thing when you can make voices like that. For sure. So, and yeah, like, I mean, hot through high school, blue rodeo, like my brother and I, you know, we'd listen to that and, uh, it just makes me feel, you know, it just makes me really, really feel. And I, I think sometimes we get caught in the mundane and not in priorities. And I feel like sometimes we need to bring it back and we need to get back to, you know, okay, let's look at the basics again. Yeah. You know, let's be human beings again. Yeah. Let's care for each other again. Love ourselves again. Yeah, for sure. Connection. I love it. I, uh, I love this next one that you have here. People smile and tell me I'm the lucky one. And we've just begun. Again, Anne-Marie, it feels like this would be like a song from like your mom and dad. Totally. (laughs) And Anne Murray was, uh, you know, that was the one. I, I mean, I'd sing in the living room with a hairbrush and do the thing with her. And somehow I always really resonated with her. Um, just a purity again, I think. You know, music from a simpler time. You know, it really, really is. Like, let's talk about that. You know, I'm just excited because we're having, you know, this beautiful baby and you know, we're, we're building a family and, um, it's not complicated. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just that purity again. And through the years I've been, you know, I've, I've gotten that label as well. Like it's pink now, but you know, younger wise, like when I would sing this stuff and, you know, people would say, Oh yeah, you remind me of Emory, but I still listen to this song. This is one of my, you know, feel good songs. If I'm having a bad day driving to work or, 
I put this on because I feel it just, it's uplifting. I feel, I feel good again. It reminds me of probably that, right? I mean, you know, thinking about my grandma's house and lilac bushes and apple pie baking and just, you know, those simple pleasures that, you know, just make you remember. Yeah. Life is, I think life is we take it for granted as well. Right. Yeah. She's played a lot of sports growing up. What's, uh, and don't think you have to answer this question, like on the sports side of things. I just want to kind of get your head off of that last thing you're thinking about before I drop this question. Okay. What is uh, the most hurt you've ever felt? Oh, God. Um, you know, I mean, probably the biggest pain point was losing my mom. Were you young? 14. 14 is young. Yeah. And it was just a, it was a really bad year and a half. Like my grandma died, my dad's mom, five days before my mom died. And then a year later, my aunt died, my mom's sister. Um, so it was, it was a very, very trying time. My brother was seven. He had really bad asthma. So we were in and out of the hospital a lot. I mean, when I look back on it now, I mean, sports was my, probably the thing that saved me and music through that time frame. Your outlet. I could get on the ice and I could turn it off for an hour before I had to go back to, you know, a reality. And, um, it's made me who I am. Let me say that, but it was, it was probably the hardest, the hardest thing that I've ever had to, to get through. Yeah. And you're a mom yourself, right? You have children. I have stepchildren. I didn't actually have my own. Uh, when I met Dale, uh, he had three kids. I was 27. Um, it's kind of an interesting story because my dad got remarried and, uh, of course I wanted to have my own kids. That's just, I think that's sort of how our, our mind works. Um, but then I met him and he had all the qualities that I wanted in a partner and I had written it down and I realized, Oh, this is why he has those qualities is because he's already a father. And so I've been blessed to be able to, you know, be a part of, of raising these children that are wonderful. They're unique, um, successful adults, uh, Tennille, Brittany and Josh. And, um, I also have grandchildren as well, which wow. amazing, uh, Thomas Preston and Enzo. And, um, so sometimes I feel, I see life like this, Annette, you know, are you going to jump in? Like it, it, it was scary. I mean, it was scary to jump in. Like, what is this yeah. going to be like? I'm 27. We got married at 30. You know, we have these, we have these kids. Um, but I also recognize that we're presented with things, you know, that we've asked for their challenges, but you know, where is it going to take us? And I think, you know, I've just been, I've been blessed to have the experience with them and create this family and, and community and, and be impactful uh, with with all of them, and and now certainly with 
you know, with the grandkids and, um, would it have been the same had I had my own kids and, and gone that direction? I don't know. I mean, yeah. you know, you remember those books when we were young? Yeah. And, and you know what up for me right now? And this is like so off topic, but do you remember the movie, The Craft? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I watched that last night. So literally okay. what you're saying is tripping me out because it's like they are becoming witches because they want something. They want that boy. They want revenge or they want that boy to like them. They want this. They, you know, she doesn't want all the scars on her back, all of this stuff. And then that lady says, be careful because what comes back to you is tenfold. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like we want all this stuff, but then, you know, we we're kind of seeing it. But then there's these other things that could potentially still give you what you want, but it's showing you how bad that do you want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love that you said that because it's, it totally just reminded me of that. Cause I was like, oh, that's really interesting to really kind of look at it that way. And a, a lot of people, you know, and I think that's why the unfulfilling goals, right? It's like, I want to go and achieve this. Then you go achieve that. And it's like, well, that was cool. You don't even celebrate it. Yeah. Because it's not really, it just sounds cool. Yeah. I think the thing mostly that um, my childhood and and losing my mom taught me was that, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that are out of your control. Um, but I've learned to be very adaptable and very, very flexible and very grateful, you know, because I've been blessed with so many things. Yeah. Yeah. I really have. I love that. Yeah. I love it. All right. Next song. Crowded house. Love Crowded House. Love them. So you know who Crowded House was originally? No. Split Ends. Oh, whoa. Really? Hmm, I yeah. didn't know that. The two brothers were Split Ends, and then they moved on and, and uh, with another um, bandmate started Crowded House. So, yeah. So, cool story. Um, same thing. Went to a ton of their concerts. Uh, my best friend, Allie, and I when we were young, like just loved them. Um, went to a concert, ended up getting one of the drumsticks of nice. Uh, yeah. The drummer. Um, yeah. Same, same thing again. Like, I, you know, just, I mean, what's the word for it? I don't know. Lyrical, but you know, they have the passion behind the song. Um, I mean, it's a songwriter, I guess it's a songwriter, you know, world right and yeah they just uh caught on to them i can't i I think don't dream it's over was kind of the first one that kind of came out that caught everyone's attention and uh but they have a ton of 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 great music um do you know who jesse cook is uh maybe i'd have to hear something yeah he's a world world musician um he and his band actually did a cover of Fall at Your Feet, which is oh. very beautiful. You take a listen to it uh, when you get an opportunity. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, it's just, yeah, good memories and 
just loved it. And and for me, because I'm a singer, um, I want to learn the songs. Yeah. So I listen to these songs over and over and over and over again. So that I, so, so, so that I learn. Yeah. And, uh, and that's how I learned to sing the songs. And, uh, my husband recently took me up to learn a couple, a couple duets and, you know, it's like, okay, do it again, do the verse again, do it again, do it again, do it again. And I think that's where the sports thing kind of came in because when you're working on, you know, the basics, you have to, you have to do it again and again to get perfect at it. Yeah. So you have a partner in crime there. Sounds like she's been around for a long time. Who's that? Your best friend. Yeah, I have uh, Allie. You know, we've uh, grown up. Um, we started playing ringette together. That's how we met. Um, I have another great girlfriend, Brenda, in my life that, you know, is sort of the adult bestie. Um, Allie and I have been through a lot together, though, because she was there through the times that, you know, my mom passed away and yeah. sports. And You want to uh, tell me a, like a little story about you and Allie, maybe something you guys did that you didn't get caught for? <laughs> it was quite a bit. <laughs> you know, you know why? Because there was no phones then. I know. That was Isn't safe. that crazy? So safe back then. You know, like I, I think back to that and I think, I mean, we weren't bad kids. We were pretty good, you know, overall, but now uh, the stuff that kids have to contend with, with phones and videos and everyone taking, you know, so, I mean, I was very lucky as a, as a, you know, younger kid, I got my driver's license uh, right away and, and I was able to drive. So I was kind of the person that drove everyone, everyone around, um, and they let us do whatever, like we, we go like, to, like I said, to concerts and, you know, we went to the Olympics, right. They were 1988. The Olympics were in Calgary and, and we were there. Kind of crazy. Eh? All this stuff yeah. that we used to do. Probably the craziest thing we did was steal a street sign though. Oh, stop sign or what kind of street? Like sign? one of those orange flashing ones. Oh, nice. And that wasn't our jam really. We, we didn't do stuff like that. And so we're throwing, throwing it into the trunk <laughs> and I'm kind of like starting to get a little panicky. And so we throw it in and I, I look to the left and I slam the, the trunk and I slam it on her head. Oh no. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing was stampede, right? When we hit the age, okay, we're going. So I'm not sure if you ever went to any of those cabarets that were downtown at the time they were pretty wild no i like i'm originally from bc so i didn't get to calgary for a while yeah. <laughs> so we went down and i think we were both uh like in 18 uh you know lots of fun had a great time but now we're taking the c train home and we're walking back up to her place it's in the morning right it's like seven in the morning and we're rock walking across mcleod trail and and here's her mom coming across the street going to work. And we're coming home from Stampede <laughs> Night. Partying, yeah. Parting <laughs> at the Stampede. Yeah. Good times. Oh, the I miss slipper, those I think days. it was called the red slipper. I miss those days. Mm. Now you can't get away with anything. It's like, and it's hard because you do want to have fun, but then you look around. Like we have a couple of friends that like to videotape everything. It kind of drives us crazy. Yeah. 
Um, and even though I know that they don't, they're not plastering it out everywhere. It's still like, I just, just want to be able to just do nothing without being recorded. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? It would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next song. All right. One thing that I know is it will get better. Beautiful girl, Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, she's been, she's probably been one of the biggest influences for me. Um, musically, life-wise, uh, you know, through some dark times. I mean, I really just resonated with what she was saying. I've met her as well. Um, great person. And Beautiful Girl is really special to me because I had a well, couple reasons. I have two daughters, um, stepdaughters. They lost their mom a few years ago. And uh, that was very, very challenging. And, you know, you lose your mom as much as, as you are a good stepmom. You know, it's never quite the same, I know. And uh, I know the pain it feels to lose yeah. your mom. And I have never wished that on anyone else. And it's a very trying time for them. Um, but I always have just wanted them to know that I'm here and I love them. And uh, and then my sister-in-law actually passed away a few years ago as well uh, from breast cancer. She was only 36. And uh I was, I was scheduled to sing actually at her celebration of life. And I was going to sing this and I ended up getting so sick. I, I couldn't, I couldn't sing. So we hired somebody else to do the song. Um, but I just feel like it's such an honoring song. You know, it's just like, you know, the power of women, Annette. Yeah, I know. You know, what we have to offer to each other, to the world. Um, and I think in a lot of terms, we've forgotten that. And I feel like this is a great reminder for, for women and girls to know that, you know, we are powerful, we are beautiful, we are, you know, all of those things. And I think that's why it resonates with me. I, I have trouble singing this song actually without, you know, getting emotional. Yeah. It touches me that deeply. It's very interesting that you had to experience that with your stepchildren. Don't you think that's so crazy? Yeah. Like there's serendipity to that. Like you going through that as a child and then them going through that must've brought your relationship to a next level because you were able to deal with that. Yeah. And I think, you know, then, then there becomes some, sort of understanding um they understand your pain you yeah and their pain exactly like, kids are trick like tricky i don't have them but i look at my husband when he met me i had two kids already right mm -hmm. he was 21 years old like who the mm. fuck wants to be a father at 21 <laughs> yeah. uh, not many people yeah. right and no. i look at like you know, even though their dad for so long was part of their life, he was still kind of like on the outside in a sense. Yeah. He was there, but still on the outside. 
Um, and then when their dad kind of totally fucked off when they were 16, he didn't really know where his role was supposed to be. And yeah. now I feel like over the last, call it four or five years, now I feel like they're in this place, you know what I mean? Where it's like, it's different, you know what I yeah. mean? Because they've grown, they've seen, you know, my kids are 25 and or 26 and 28. So it's okay. like, they're, they're wanting to have a family. They're, you know, yeah. I said to tell her, they'll probably understand a lot of this once they have kids. But yeah. I think it's just the older they get and they start to look back and they go, oh, that makes sense. Why they didn't, this didn't happen. Or, you know, yeah. how come he wasn't, he, he just didn't want to step on any toes. Right. So it's like such a fine line sometimes when you're doing that. And even as, you know, me kind of witnessing that part of it and trying to be, you know, sensitive on this side and sensitive on this side where you're just like, oh, can't we just all figure it out together? Yeah. Even that word step. Yeah. Step, father, I was saying this the other day. I go, why, why do we say that? Like, I even say that like people think I'm weird because they think I'm dating like my brother because I called Tyler's brother my brother okay okay and so like I've been in many situations where they're like oh that's kind of weird like oh he's his brother I'm like yeah my brother and they're like well like your brother-in-law and I'm like no he's my fucking brother like yeah, if, yeah. If you need to put a little label on it <laughs> make yourself feel better then go put a fucking label on it I don't but I know it's confusing but it's just like if you know who I am it shouldn't be fucking confusing I think, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, labels come from. It's like boundaries. It is. And I, I, and I think it's like, how do we feel comfortable with the situation? Like, how do we, how do we do this? And so, you know, we, we need to have labels. Maybe people do. I don't, I feel like um, when I speak to about the kids, I, I say my children, I don't, I don't say unless I have to get into the further details. Cause yeah. then everyone goes, Oh my God, you, you seem young to have a 38 yeah. year old. Well, yeah, I am young to have a 38 year old. fucking 12. Right. Um, <laughs> but what was really awesome for me as a step parent and being a step parent is that it was very intentional because it was a choice. Yeah. I mean, having, having a baby is a still, is still a choice. I get that, but I had to create this relationship with them. Right. I had to look at them. Uh, they all have very different personalities. You know, I wanted to respect them. I wanted them to succeed. And I was from a step family that was, uh, <laughs> a bit of a training ground. Let's say that. Yeah. I think they wanted it to be a Brady bunch. Brady bunches don't exist. You know, nothing is, is like that. Nothing's perfect like that. Yeah. And, um, it wasn't perfect, but, but my thing was, is that I just really looked at it like, you know, this beautiful experience, you know, that I could have this impact and a big part of my purpose on, you know, this planet this time is about is about impact yeah in a good way of course right like you know being the example showing the light you know loving people um working on myself you know i always want to be a better version of myself yeah 
Yeah, I love that. I, I think it's so powerful to be able to grow. Like I, it's crazy to see so many people. Like when I moved out of BC because I just wanted a better life for my kids. Um, and then I kind of go back and I look right. Like Facebook scared me when it came out. Cause it was like this, holy fuck, I got to go and see all these people really that I ran from. Right. Right. It was like, oh my God, these people can contact me. I can contact them. And, and it was exciting, but then on the flip side, it was like, you're still doing the same fucking thing. Like, I, I, I don't understand. Like, yeah. it, so you have to evolve. You, you have to let shit go. You, you have to be able to allow the next challenge to come in your life for you can go and grow into that next challenge for you can grow as a human. And Love so many people just want to go and like, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah. Right. It's like how many times you got to learn the fucking lesson. Yeah. I just, I, I mean, myself, I don't understand it. You know, I, I don't get wanting to stay in the same place. Yeah. I just, I just don't. And I, maybe it's because I've been, you know, I've pushed myself, but also I've been pushed. So, yeah. you know, I just, uh, I love learning. I love growing. I love, you know, being a different individual, all the steps of the way. Yeah. yeah it's cool. I love it. All right. I haven't heard this song for a long time. Okay. Sarah Evans. Yeah. 430. Big story with that. I mean, we, uh, Dale's from Fort St. John. Okay. And the kids. So when we first met, he was working in Calgary. Um, I'm born and raised Calgary oh. and, uh, but the kids were still up there. So I actually moved back to Fort St. John for a couple of years. It was a great experience. Loved it. You know, I had a great massage business, yoga teacher. Uh, you know, I met one of my best people, Brenda. And while I was up there, you know, it was a great growth experience. Got to learn, you know, where, where they were from and, there's a lot of benefit in some ways to a smaller town, you know, like everything's yeah. closer. Yeah. Um, you know, you get to do things that we don't necessarily do here. Like, you know, jump on a snowmobile outside the back door. Right. Yeah. And when we moved back to Calgary though, cause Dale had an opportunity to come back. Um, he had to go to, out of town to work. And, you know, I had the kids here. So, you know, a lot of, it, it, I mean, it was like, okay, you know, <laughs> we're doing it right. He's out of town. You know, we have the kids at the house um, and I'm up, you know, I'm looking after th things now. And so this was a song that I really, you know, it, it's true to my heart because I really would think about this when I was having a down moment, you know, when he was away and I just thought if I could, you know, just drive uh, to see him, you know, for a few hours, I would certainly do that just to get reconnected again. So, I mean, everything that, you know, he's done with his career and 
Um, what we've done has served us well. It's just that there's challenging moments, right? When, when you're living apart for a couple of weeks at a time and yeah, I don't know how back, girls do yeah. it. Yeah. Comes back to the house. And then it's like, I've been the boss for two weeks now. Annette. yeah. Right. Cook some fucking dinner. I'm hungry. <laughs> right. And now I'm, you know, he's coming back in and you know, there's a bit of a power struggle yeah. thing going on and I've been the parent, you know, as well. So um, but yeah, j- with her, I mean, honestly, I love her also because I feel like my voice is very attuned to her, everything, her tone and everything. So when I sing this song, um, it sounds like her, like, it's like, I, you know, it's great. It's great. I love it. So do you have any pet peeves, things that drive you crazy? Yes. Okay. Just two, just two, (laughs) just two. Okay. (laughs) You know, why don't people fucking understand that they shouldn't drive in the fast lane? Like just get over. I know it would make it so much easier for everyone. Really? Right. Yeah. That's one of them. Sounds like my husband, he, he likes that one too. Yeah. And I, I'm working on it <laughs> because that, you know, I'm a kind person. <laughs> I, I get I, behind I, the wheel. It's oh like, my you know, I'm a, I'm a very diplomatic, you know, I think I can talk anything out mostly, but that's often where my, you know, little bit of rage. Will come yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come and I think the second thing is that I feel like everyone deserves kindness, you know, and to be listened to, listen, you know, listened, have the ear for people. And I don't think that always happens. And it's frustrating for me, you know, because I want to learn. I may not necessarily agree with what you have to say or whatever, but why wouldn't I take the time to hear what you have to say and, and think a little bit about that? Hmm. Where does that come from? What are you about? Um, I think if people listen more than spoke that we would have a very, very different situation. Overall, like less wars, all of it, all of it. You know, we could casually just pull them over and say, Hey, listen, you're not really driving correctly. Like, I seen you 16 times look that way, <laughs> and you had the blinker on this way. What? I just want to educate you. I just want to hear, let me drive your minivan home. Come on, hey, right. do you have a minivan? No, okay, good, because I don't want to. I don't want to cause friction here, but I feel like, and this is just the honest truth. I feel like somebody gets in a minivan, yeah. it drops the IQ somehow. Yeah. It's because the doors happens. open for this, or the side doors open for them. I call it minivan mayhem. Yeah. It's it's two in the front, five in the back. It's so much. Thoughts are just, they're just gone. <laughs> they're just gone. That's weird. <laughs> we had your next song here. We had this guy, like, I feel like every weekend in and out. 
Brian Adams. Yeah. Love the guy. Yeah. Again, Canadian, you know, Canadian music. I cheer that on. Uh, this was actually our wedding song. Wow. Yeah. I like, I like obscure a little bit too. Like I wanted to have something that wasn't as well known. Um, one of my favorite memories is, uh, driving cause we got married just outside of Jasper and we had the kids, you know, of course coming with us because, you know, at that point I was 30 and, you know, they were involved in it really deeply and, and excited on some level. I mean, of course there's mixed emotions, right? Yeah. And, uh, but we put the song on and they all, you know, were singing in the vehicle and, you know, just really engaged. And that really warms my heart, you know, thinking about that. And, and it was a great, it was a great wedding. I wanted a small wedding. Um, we got married by the Athabasca river and I have a big family. Like my dad has, you know, 10 brothers and sisters and, I caused a ripple by, you know, not because it was my first marriage caused ripple by not having everyone. But here's the thing, you know, Dale's second marriage, you know, we have three kids. I want them to feel comfortable too. You know, this is part of their experience. Yeah. You know, it's part of going ahead. It's about, about creating our family going ahead. And uh, it was really important to me to have something small and intimate. And, you know, I just felt like this song completely delivered the message that I was trying to get across and and what I wanted to create in that moment. It's beautiful. And what a beautiful place to get. Yeah. What a beautiful place to get married as well. I lived in Jasper for two years and, you know, there's always those places in that in the world I'm sure you feel the same way where you're just, you feel so connected on some level. Yeah. It's a for them. me. Yeah. It's like if I'm by the water or the mountains, I'm like, it's good. Like mm-hmm. I, it, for me, it's so good. We have some property on Pine Coulee. It's like an hour from here. Mm-hmm. I'm like a different person. When I come back, I just feel so connected and it's just being outside in nature around water right not about march 1st no way on march 3rd no way weird so and my son is march 1st yeah oh no way that's crazy we are we're the water babies that's right and we have to be like i have to i i'm not a in the water i don't mind swimming but i would prefer to lay on a yacht in the water. <laughs> That's yacht, my desire. I like being on my boat and just like <laughs> chilling by the water or like whatever. I don't want to lay on the sand by the water, but I like to be on the water, whether it's wakeboarding, sea, you know, sea doing, whatever it is, but I'll jump in, jump out. I'll have yeah. a noodle, have a drink, you know, but absolutely. I, I prefer just like that's a calmness. And my husband loves to be in the water he used to be a swimmer so he's like need to be on in the water in the water in the water so it works out best for both of us I mean I'm an in the water person too but being beside the water I always feel you can probably relate right it's just like a, a different yeah. calmness or a, yeah I don't know I don't know either it me a little funny. bit but it's like a a different connection somehow I agree I yeah agree. Okay, we're on your last song. Do you want to pick it? You want me to pick it? 
You pick it. Okay. You're not going to be surprised. We may as well. We opened. We may as well. We may as well. So raise your glass, pink, right? Let's be ourselves, girl. I tell you, phenomenal. Never seen a concert like that before. And I've been to millions of concerts. I have never seen somebody flip through the air. Like that, just, it was just so unreal. Like it was just like the whole thing was just like, and you do this 324 times a year like or whatever she does for a tour it's yeah. insane like i commend her for sure i mean here's the part i i, I don't want to discount any of the other singers out there it's a hard thing to do it's a hard thing to sing and dance and and do all the things right yeah she actually does that and sings i know that's she's not lip syncing when she's doing it no and and when you see how she trains to do it, yeah, I was watching the other day. It just kind of came on a TikTok, and somebody was standing on her stomach, mm -hmm. and she mm -hmm. was singing. She was like, mm -hmm. "Oh, this will be fine." She's like, "Oh, really?" This lady, and then this chick standing on her, and she's singing fine. I'm like, "What the hell?" And upside down, and you know that's how she trained. It's it's impressive. Do you have like yeah. a a song or a, sorry, a, a story behind this, or you just like, just think she's phenomenal. You know, I, on some level, I've just really, really, really resonated with her. I feel like there's been a lot of times in my life, uh, being an athlete. Um, I feel like I have a really well-developed feminine and masculine side. You know, and I've got, I've got that through the years. I mean, I've been, um, not bullied, but, you know, called out based on that. And, and I feel like when you look at pink, you know, she's a very strong, powerful woman. Um, she's, she's physically well-developed, right? Obviously she doesn't take a lot of shit from anyone. And, you know, that's why I think I've connected with her so strongly her message. I mean, what she does, I mean, she, you know, you see those people that are in this industry and it can be very easy to fall into other people's judgments maybe, or, you know, how they look at you and whatever. And I feel like she, she holds her priorities very strongly, yeah. you know, her family. Um, we also resonate with her because Carrie Hart is a motocrosser and our family is a big motocross family. You know, so that's a big one as well. Um, she say, stays true to her message, I feel like, you know. Um, she just does herself. And yeah, God, that's refreshing. Yeah, and she's, so trying refreshing. Teach, she's trying to teach women to do that. Yeah. Through her music. Yeah. Right. And I think more people, more women need to do that. I agree. I went to the concert as well. Um, had a great time with my friend Brenda, her sister and her friend, um, Sandra passed away a couple of years ago, um, from cancer as well, but we got to experience that time together. And, you know, so it's one of my great memories, you know, with them and, you know, I, I just feel like 
more girls need to have, you know, powerful mentors and, and examples of, you know, who you can be and what you can be and that you can dream and you can do whatever you want to do. You know, let, let's stop as women cutting each other down. Let's stop that. You know, let, let's help each other. You know, let's build each other up. I agree. I think there's just too much of it. And I didn't really realize it. Like this is when I was saying I'm kind of seeing a lot of different things as you get older. Didn't mm. really didn't really realize how much of that. And I didn't really realize how much of the girl aspect I've left because I've always been a tomboy. Most Me of my too. have been males. And yeah. And now it's almost like I'm starting to get angry, mm -hmm. right? I'm starting to kind of see that, that's starting to really piss me off, um, you know, and you're just, I'm just seeing it everywhere. Like I really am, you know, it's, it was so, it's so ridiculously, bit, but in a sense, like wouldn't have probably bothered me like three years ago, but like a really good friend of mine, they were going away. They're going to kind of do this whole Navy SEALs thing. And, and that pissed me off because I was like, well, I want to fucking do that. Why am I not going to that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's there's no girls in the Navy SEALs. And I was like, that's probably the fucking rudest thing you could fucking say to me right now. Like I wanted to like stab them in the face yeah. because I like that. It wouldn't have infuriated me three years ago. I would have been like laughed. Now, I don't know why, but now I'm like, I'm just not okay with that. Like some of this stuff I'm just not okay with. Like even, even reading in some of that Madonna book, like just like the woman movement. And I'm like, what? Like, I just feel so like not in tune with my species. And that yeah. frustrates me. Yeah. So I feel like I'm kind of getting kicked in the face a lot with this kind of stuff where it's like, what? We were only able to vote like what? 40. What the hell? Why don't like yeah. what the hell? You know what I mean? I kind of feel a, yeah. like stupid about this stuff. Oh, um, you know, Annette, though, it, there's just an opening. Like it, it's just I think there's a real um, strong push right now. For, you know, this consciousness coming through and this awareness coming through, yeah. like, I mean, come on, people. We we are going to help trans transform the world. I know. Because of, of who and what we are. But we have to be together in that. And and that's why I love people, you know, like uh like Pink, because yeah. she's really driving that and, and she's in the forefront and, and she's being a leader and she is a warrior. And, um, we have a lot to offer. Yeah, we do. No, I loved it. I loved spending time with you today. Like that was so much fun, but a couple, like, do you want people to go and follow you on social media? I'll have you kind of share your platform. Absolutely. Or... Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Let's hear it. Yeah. I am awakened to you on Instagram. That's probably the best place to uh, find me. Um, you know, it's a little bit of personal, a little bit of professional as well. So you get to see all sides. You get to see, um, you know, my wonderful family. You get to see what I love and what I like to do. You get to see what I do as a career uh, outside of, of music. 
And um, yeah, like, Annette, thank you so much. This has been You're amazing. So you know, um, always love spending time with beautiful people like yourself. Thank you. But before I let you go, I want you to leave us with some words of wisdom. I feel like the best possible thing that you can do for yourself is just to really be yourself. And in order to do that, you need to recognize that some things you have control over and some things you don't. So the things you have control over, lean into that. Yeah, that was beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us today on Music Junkies. Like, follow, subscribe. I'll give you all her socials. What an amazing time. That's nice. It's just so refreshing. Oh, love you, girl. I love it. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. Hope you enjoyed the show. New episodes out every Monday. Please share with a friend and subscribe because you want to. And like me because you like me. Leave a comment so we can connect. And if you have a great playlist and you want to share, I'd love to have you on the show. Please reach out to me on Instagram at The Music Junkies Podcast.